everybody, Rob here from the Noob Jitsu Podcast. Just wanted to let you know that I've created an Instagram account for this show at noobjitsu.podcast. I'll be sharing things other than just new episode announcements like strength training routines, spotlights on specific exercises and movements, and routines for active recovery, muscle and tendon care, and not release to assist you in your strength, conditioning, and recovery routines. At noobjitsu.podcast on Instagram, if you're already on there, go give it a follow. Lots of things to look forward to coming soon. Thanks for listening and have a great day. You're listening to the Noob Jitsu Podcast. It is a twice weekly chronicle of the adventures of an overly handsome 37 year old man with a childlike sense of wonder attempting to navigate the stinky, algae-laden, green surface waters of a dark lake of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Today is Monday, August the 31st, 2020. It is approximately 10 after 9 o'clock in the p.m. on the eastern seaboard. And I have just walked out sweaty, smelly, and exhausted from another wonderful Jiu-Jitsu Basics class and marathon roll. My name is Rob. I am a zero-stripe white belt from Abmar Barbosa Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Northern Virginia, and I hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a great time. Hope your week's off to a really nice start. Mine, um, mine is not off to a great start, but the good news is it gave me a topic to talk about uh, for tonight's show, and that is routine. Routine's a powerful tool, and when it's broken, everything seems kind of funky, right? I, uh, if you've listened to the show at all, you know that I'm a power lifter, and I train extensively uh, at my local powerlifting and strongman and Olympic weightlifting gym, the wonderful facility known as Tyson's Playground, but, uh, things are different now with COVID because we have to make appointments to lift and the new schedule comes out on Sundays and I always go in on Sunday and pick my appointments for the week. If I'm working from my office in DC for the week, then I'll pick the four o'clock in the afternoon slots Monday through Friday. If I'm working from home, I usually pick the eight o'clock in the morning slots Monday to Friday. Go hit my gym time and, uh, you know, Get my Monday upper body day, my Tuesday conditioning day, Wednesday lower body, Thursday conditioning, Friday upper body, Saturday lower body. And that's my my typical run of things. I like to schedule my upper body workouts on days that I have basics and marathon rolls so that the intensity is not uh, super high. Upper body is a, a difficult workout, but it's not nearly as intense as my, my squad or deadlift workouts. So I try and get the upper body days scheduled on my, my marathon roll days. Well, yesterday... I uh, went to the gym on a Sunday, which I don't usually do. I went to the gym yesterday afternoon because we were uh, a few of us invited to go help shoot a promotional video for uh, the barbell club there. And uh, I went over and and they promised some some refreshments and some socialization and it was going to be a really nice time. So I went over and did some some 
you know, lightweight, low, 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 low intensity lifts. And I did some recording for the new Jitsu Instagram and, uh, you know, wanted to focus on, on demoing some lifts like the front squat and some dumbbell rows and some pullovers and, uh, Romanian deadlifts, you know, content that's going to be coming out very soon. But, uh, you know, I want to get those videos in. I wanted to enjoy myself on, on a Sunday afternoon, but what happened as a result of that is my Sunday routine got interrupted. And when I got home, I just carried on, had dinner with my wife, watched some TV, took a shower and, and, and went to bed. And uh, wouldn't you know, I forgot to get on the app for the gym and schedule my sessions. So I got to the gym, normal day today. I showed up right around four o'clock and uh, I had, my, I had my, my wrist wraps ready and I had my earphones ready had my shoes ready and I was all, all good to go and, you know, filled up my water jug. And then I realized my name wasn't on the list to pick up a, a crate of, of, uh, sanitizing cleaner and, and towel. That's how we check in. You get a crate with a cleaner bottle and a towel and put your stuff in the crate and you, you know, you go about your business, wipe down things as you go. I realized my name wasn't on the screen and that's when it occurred to me. I had forgotten to get on the app and schedule my, my workout sessions. So I sat there and, and the guy working just as routinely as expecting to see me at the gym said, Rob, you can go on in. And I said, well, I, you know, I can't, I'm not on the list. I forgot to sign up. So I put myself on the wait list and I'll see if anybody cancels. Usually on a Monday, somebody cancels. Usually on a rainy Monday, many people cancel. But uh, today, 24 slots reserved, 24 people showed up and I was put out from doing my upper body routine. So I had an hour and 45 minutes that I would have normally spent in the gym dealing with the stresses of the day, the stiffness of the commute, rolling out my back, rolling out my hips, rolling out my arms, getting my body acclimatized to having pressure on my chest from a barbell, uh, getting my triceps and my lats and my back used to having weight on them from dumbbells, from incline presses and skull crushers. I would have had my core all primed from doing ab rollouts, my normal Monday routine, and um, I didn't get to do it. So I sat in the car and I listened to a podcast. My energy waned, and I went into the school around the normal time and drank an energy drink and put on my gi and sat there and felt my anxiety rise to surface levels hitherto unexperienced in the last three months because this was the first Monday I've missed a lifting session in the last 14 weeks. So I was not feeling lovely at all. And uh, of course, in basics class, we did we did lots of uh, excellent drilling. Really, really cool class today. It was just, hey, do 10 arm bars from closed guard. Okay, then do 10 butterfly sweeps. Okay, then do... Uh, you know, 10 arm bars from mount, then do 10 uh, closed guard breaks. And, and it was just, it was a lot of, a lot of drilling and it was really fun and really, you know, intense. And then we moved on to uh, just a simple guard passing drill. And that was really all we did tonight. But there was a, a point where, you know, we, we just kind of put some things together and the guard passing drill became guard pass into mount into arm bar. And my partner, uh, he prefers to do an arm bar from S mount rather than an arm bar from, you know, the normal get under, get double underhooks and raise the arm up and turn the person on their side. And then, you know, putting pressure on their hips, turn around, go to the butt and then lay back into the arm bar. Uh, and every time he sat full weight down on, on one side of my ribs, 
right on my serratus uh, muscles, man, the intensity, because I had not primed my nervous system with my normal routine of bench pressing, incline pressing, uh, ab rollout, you know, it just, it felt horrible. And it really put me into a panic mode. So then by the time I got to, uh, by the time I got to a marathon roll, I was, I think I was primed, but there were still moments where I felt that anxiety level was still very high. And it was akin to, I, I have a, uh, it was a, a strange sensation. I wear a polar heart rate monitor, which is a, uh, an elastic strap that goes around your chest, uh, just under your nipples around like the, the first tapered part of your, of your upper torso, like where your lats meet your, uh, or your lats cave into your, uh, to your, um, whatever that muscle is, the bottom of your traps and, uh, uh, your obliques. So where your lats taper in, uh, sort of at that intersection of the serratus, you put this little elastic band around yourself and strap a heart rate monitor on. And I, I love the polar. It's really great, but uh, I work a job that requires me to occasionally pass a polygraph. And the first time I ever had a polygraph, I had a, um, you know, the polygraph is like, you have a little sensor on your index and your middle finger. You have a butt pad that you're sitting on in case you're, you know, in case you, your butt puckers while you're asked a question. That's that's an indicator that you're going to lie. Uh, you have a uh, you have heart rate sensors. You have two electrodes uh, connected to uh, your chest, and then you have this this breathing tube around your around your torso. That same spot where you wear the uh, the polar heart rate monitor band, and um, you know, right right there where that spot is, uh, when I first got my, my first polygraph, uh, I wasn't nervous about passing it. You know, of course I passed, but I wasn't nervous about passing it. It was just the sensation of having all these tubes and wires and hoses and things attached to me made me feel very claustrophobic. And, uh, I react poorly to that feeling. So it it gave me trouble breathing. So I was very conscious of the extremely deep deliberate breaths I was taking. And the polygrapher immediately said, now don't try and cheat. You know, and I'm just like, I'm not cheating. You, you, a hole, I'm, I'm having an anxiety attack, you know, I'm having a, a kind of a panic attack here. I can't really breathe. And for the first time since that, that, that first polygraph, um, tonight, it was that fight or flight sensation of not being primed by my routine of lifting. And that first time somebody put a lot of pressure, my, you know, my buddy Vince put a lot of pressure on my chest as he does. And I was ready for it. You know, I, I was fighting the good fight. But the moment he got that good pressure on me, I just immediately felt panicky and uh, as if I was having that same kind of anxiety attack. And so it occurred to me at that moment, uh, I have built into my physiology a requirement for addressing my anxiety with resistance training. And I've said it before jokingly that the gym saved my life. Uh, You know, honestly, if I had to say any one thing on this earth saved my life or made my, you know, made my life really palatable and and rewarding, it's my wife. But, uh, you know, beyond her countless and and absolutely immeasurable contributions to to everything about me, uh, the gym really did change my physiology. Uh, I went from you know, 330 pounds, gout-ridden, depressed, no ambition, passionless, couch-ridden, you know, had trouble walking for, for many, many, many gout attacks, uh, to being a, a, you know, a competitive powerlifter and a person who's attempting Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You know, these are, these are, not, uh, these are not congruent lifestyles. And so the gym really, it, it not only gave me motivation and passion and a goal and the desire and the enjoyment of, of being good at something, 
uh, it gave me, you know, a lot of um, physical reward, it gave me a lot of physiological changes, um, you know, beyond just the cosmetic, hey, now I look a little trim, and now I, I, I weigh, you know, 80 pounds less than I did. And, uh, you know, I've got, I've got muscles that are expressed and I've got some vascularity that's expressed, um, around my body, but it it changed so much about how I actually respond to stimulus and how I respond to fight or flight situations where, you know, my anxiety used to be so bad that, that I, I would have these odd panic attacks and I was not able to really communicate clearly. I would ramble and I would, I would not be able to come down uh, on my own, I had to take medicine to to bring myself down and really you know come to terms with what had just happened. But now it's like the the moment rises, the moment hits, I breathe it down, and the moment passes. And it's because you know I'm used to the sensation of rolling in jujitsu and and lifting heavy weights. Now, uh, don't take any of that to say that I've cured anxiety. I still have tremendous amounts of anxiety, mostly social. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of performance anxiety when it comes to uh, performing heavy lifts or, or, you know, going up for a, a powerlifting meet or the idea of competing in jujitsu. Yeah, there's there's anxiety there. There's nerves there. Uh, healthy nerves for sure. But very clearly, I'm not saying that I have cured or somehow uh, mentally, psychologically manifested myself out of uh, anxiety issues, because very clearly, if I don't have the physical preparation of going to the gym, that anxiety level rises right back up. And that to me was, was astounding. I think it was an important lesson to learn too, because if I ever got to a point where I said, you know, I probably ought to skip a gym day for some jujitsu, man, what a, what a detriment to my jujitsu that would be because the gym really, I I don't want to get, I don't want to, you know, begin appropriating ideas from Eastern philosophies and, and, you know, the idea of Zen meditation or, or, you know, any kind of, uh, any kind of centering or things like that. But I think there's something to be said about the mindfulness that comes along with, with a, with a, a gym routine, because you are, you're not only willingly placing yourself in an environment that is centrally focused upon unpleasantness, right? Working your heart rate up, sweating, exhausting yourself, putting yourself into work, uh, lifting weights, resisting gravity, doing things that are hard on purpose. You're, you're not only putting yourself in a position where uh, you are having to work for no good reason other than personal satisfaction and personal choice. You're also putting yourself in a situation where your body is potentially damaged. You're, you're putting micro, micro tears in your muscles. You're putting stress on your joints. You're putting uh, stress on your tissues, on your tendons, on, on all kinds of things. And, and, you know, it's, it's damaging and, and it's in that repair of coming back stronger that, that you find the, the satisfaction and the reward from it. But it's so interesting to me that I can find this mindfulness, this peace, this, uh, centering, you know, I, I guess I will say centering because it, it really does. It, it balances me out. It really balances me out because part of me un, untreated, un, untested in the gym, unworked, all my energy is just going to manifest itself in nervousness and anxiousness and wanting to just hop around and kick around and punch around and, you know, make sounds and slap my arms and slap my legs and tap my feet 
and you know tap a pencil on the desk and tap my foot and all these other these, all these other nervous ticks that I have to do to get this energy out. But when I lift the weights, when I get that resistance training in, I feel 100% balanced. And it's with that balance that I'm able to approach jujitsu mindfully and really learn from what's happening around me. Tonight I felt panicky. You know, I feel like I I, I feel like I still did jujitsu. I feel like I still was doing jujitsu. Not that I was, okay, focus on passing. Okay, pass, 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 pass. Okay, pass, now what do I do? I got some really good, excuse me, I got some really good positions in on some really talented, uh, you know, veterans of jujitsu. I got some really good positions in that, that were not given to me. And so I was, I was happy with that. You know, I got swept, I got turned over, I got submitted, I got, I got choked once, I got armbarred a couple of times. It, you know, it happened. But I did do a lot of really good defending. I did a lot of good passing. I did a lot of good uh, uh, positional awareness, you know. But at the same time, I was, still, I was still gripping a little too tight. I was still pulling a little too hard. I was still arm wrestling a little bit when I should have just been grip fighting. I was still crushing... Like I, I consciously realized at one point I was in, uh, I was in the defensive position and my, my partner was reaching in for a lapel and I grabbed his hand to, uh, to, to do a little grip fighting and keep him off my lapel while I found a better position to, to kind of roll out. But I knew it at the moment, at that moment, I knew I was, I was squeezing his hand like a pregnant woman. And you know, I, that, that, as soon as I realized I was doing it, I, I had to let up and, and just say like, you know, I'm grab my lapel and try and get away from because I was just, it was that amount of unbalanced, uh, energy that was trying to get out. And it was just like anything I touched, I had to crush because I hadn't. And it was amazing to me because in the moment that I realized I was crushing his hand, the vision in my head, the immediate thought in my head was not fight the grip fight, keep control of the lapel, trap the arm, roll over your shoulder. It was barbell. As soon as I got hold of his hand, a vision of a barbell appeared in my mind and I squeezed it like I was deadlifting. And I, I, I was just, I knew exactly how much weight was on the bar too. It was a 485 pound deadlift, right? I saw the weights. I saw it loaded. I felt the bar in my hands, but what I was doing was crushing my, my rolling partner's hand and it didn't worry me because I know I wasn't going to injure him. You know, it wasn't like an injuring squeeze. It was just, it was probably unpleasant for him. And it was an unnecessary display of force from me that didn't gain me anything and didn't prove anything and didn't improve my position whatsoever. And I wasn't even thinking about crush his hand, get him, squeeze his hand off, man. Go Twin Peaks, the return all, all day long, squeeze his hand off here. It wasn't about that. It was just I got a hold of his hand and started squeezing and the sensation of my grip closing in on a rounded object immediately brought to mind a heavy deadlift and just crushing the barbell between my fingers. Man, that was wild to realize. And I, I immediately let go of his hand and just and started fighting for the lapel. And it, it just, you know, and it, I don't remember the rest of the round. I remember the buzzer going off shortly after that, and that was the last roll of the night. But man, it got me thinking so hard about how important it is to find that routine, find the balance, and keep it going. Because without that balance, I came to jujitsu unbalanced. And trying to do something as demanding as jujitsu, 
trying to learn in a classroom, uh, in that classroom setting, trying to learn while I roll without balance just feels like I'm, I'm, you know, a child in a class being taught by people who don't even speak my language. And it was like, I was just stuttering and, 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 uh, you know, struggling to keep up. And at moments I, I didn't know what was going on and I felt very, uh, sort of out of place and disoriented. It's because I didn't have that balance. So, um, the next time you think about why your jujitsu may not be as good as it, as it usually feels, think about your routine. What did you do that day? Was it different than what you normally do? Did you feel out of sync? Did you feel like, uh, maybe you didn't have the right start to your day? Did you not get enough sleep? Did you, uh, you know, did you not eat what you normally eat? Did you not drink coffee that day? Did you not, you know, read a book or do your chess puzzles or, or whatever it is you do to really jumpstart your mind? That, that mindfulness of your routine is so important. Um, that really is the emphasis that, that, that stuck out to me today. But, uh, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to end it with that because it's, it's, it's late. I'm home. It's raining like crazy. I'm going to have to dash in, do some laundry, take a shower, eat a quick bite, and then try and get to bed so I can get back to the office tomorrow morning and, you know, have a, another glorious Tuesday. But, um, I hope you're well. I hope you're avoiding COVID. I hope you're feeling good. I hope you're training. I hope you're weightlifting. I hope you're doing something. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, uh, podcast on Instagram, is uh, your place for new episode announcements. And um, every time we publish, they're going to put up a new a new episode announcement on there. But I'm also adding uh, some diagrams, some routines, some tips, some tricks, some videos, some emphases, some spotlight information on lifts. Right now, there's uh, two specials up. One is uh, the three major intersections of your body for trigger point, not release, and uh, expression of lactic acid, those three points being your tensor fasciolata or your fifth pocket muscle down around your IT band and your, uh, between your IT band and your glute. Um, the second being the, uh, the intersection of your lat, your latissimus dorsi, and your uh, serratus anterior, uh, right between your back and your rib cage. Um, and your, uh, sorry, the, you know, the side and the back, where the side and the back intersect right in rib cage. The third being uh, subscapularis tendon, uh, right, right below your shoulder blade to the inside, a little bit towards your spine. Great, great diagrams on how to uh, how to position a massage ball or a, a lacrosse ball there and express all that horrible lactic acid that flows in like tributaries to a giant river. Uh, also, a, a strength training spotlight on the front squat is currently available. Uh, explaining how to perform the front squat and why it's important to both your, uh, your, your anterior chain and your posterior chain, your hamstring, your glutes, your psoas, your, uh, your QL, your erector spinae, your lats, everything gets involved with the front squat. Really great lift. Um, really good for strengthening and increasing the work capacity of your hips, which as you know, in jujitsu are pretty important. But, uh, anyway, Hope you go check it out. We're going to be adding some more. When I say we, I mean my my uh, sort of loony self with my my multiple uh, conversations I have with me. But uh, we, me, Rob, and and me, Rob, are going to be adding some more things to that Instagram. Um, next up is going to be a spotlight on the Romanian deadlift. If you've never done them, I highly encourage that you try them out. They're a wonderful exercise for your lumbar spine, strengthening that lumbar uh, that lumbar area 
your hip flexors, your QL, quadratus lumborum, your, uh, your erector spinae, your psoas, your gluteus minimus, your gluteus maximus, your hamstring, your uh, TFL, all those, all those great muscles that nobody ever pays attention to. And then they wonder why their back hurts from sitting in a computer chair all day and leaning forward. But the RDL will help you correct all kinds of horrible mistakes you've made in your posture. And uh, I, I encourage you to go check it out. It's noobjitsu.podcast on Instagram. And that will be the exclusive location for all that information. So go check it out if you have some time, if you have any interest. Uh, as always, I thank you for listening. I hope you're having a wonderful night, and uh, I wish you the very best in your training and your health. Uh, be good to each other. These are extremely troubling times. Be kind. It doesn't cost you anything. Just uh, just take a deep breath and remember that it was nice when somebody was nice to you when you were having a bad day, so there's no reason to be cruel to anybody else because you don't know what kind of day they're having. And I, uh, I, I thank you for all the kind comments and, and encouragement I've gotten. I hope this brings you some laughs or some, some thought-provoking information. If nothing else, I hope it makes you happy to, to listen to somebody talking about jujitsu. Um, I will be back at the end of this week. I plan on hitting up uh, a Thursday no-gi class with uh, our wonderful friend, Mr. Nate. And uh, then Friday, of course, back to basics and marathon roll uh, and Saturday's open mat. So I will be back Friday night. And until then, thank you for listening. And I wish you all happy training.